the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Attorney General Merrick Garland names a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump. That's really where the greatest concern probably will lie for the Trump team. Immigration numbers continue surging under the Biden administration. Everything they've done has made it worse. Um, and so they have to continue to, they have to try something else. Elon Musk reinstates Donald Trump's Twitter account. The people have spoken. Trump will be reinstated. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Monday, November 21st. I'm Mike Scott. On Friday, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that he is appointing a special counsel to oversee the federal criminal investigations into former President Donald Trump coming on the air to share a significant development into the ongoing federal investigations against former President Donald Trump. Attorney General Merrick Garland will appoint a special counsel to oversee the Justice Department's multiple investigations involving the former president. The special counsel will oversee both the case involving classified documents found at Trump's Mar-a-Lago home and the separate probe involving the January 6th insurrection and Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. This announcement comes just three days after Trump launched his 2024 candidacy for the White House. The special counsel to be appointed is named Jack Smith, who began his career in the Department of Justice as an assistant DA in New York County. He is currently the chief prosecutor for the special counsel in The Hague. Attorney General Garland says that the special counsel will be looking into two investigations. I'm here today to announce the appointment of a special counsel in connection with two ongoing criminal investigations that have received significant public attention. The first, as this or entity unlawfully interfered with the transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or the certification of the Electoral College vote held on or about January 6, 2021. The second is the ongoing investigation involving classified documents and other presidential records, as well as the possible obstruction of that investigation, referenced and described in court filings in a pending matter in the Southern District of Florida. The former president responded to the news by saying that this, in his opinion, is just another part of the ongoing witch hunt. I want to address the appalling announcement today by the egregiously corrupt Biden administration and their weaponized Department of Justice. Would you like me to talk about that, Larry? Would you like me to talk about that? This horrendous abuse of power is the latest in a long series of witch hunts. It started a long time ago. I thought the investigation with the document hoax was dying or dead or over. And the investigation into January 6th, in my very peaceful and patriotic speech, remember? Peaceful and patriotically. 
was dead, especially after the record-setting 40-point loss of Liz Cheney in the great state of Wyoming. I thought it was dead. I thought that put the final nail in the coffin, only to find out that the corrupt and highly political Justice Department just appointed a super-radical left special counsel, better referred to as a special prosecutor, to start the process all over again. We thought it was just about dead. As you know, uh, just about the top person, one of the top people in the Justice Department, Lisa Monaco, a major Trump hater, major, I mean, beyond belief, is in charge of the case, and she's totally controlled by Andrew Weissman. Do you ever hear the name Andrew Weissman? I think you did. In this room, you did. Bad person, bad guy, but he's an even bigger Trump hater. Sounds like a fair deal so far, do you agree? Who works tirelessly, as he did on the Mueller scam, which ended up, as you know, no collusion to do bad things to the greatest movement. They want to do bad things to the greatest movement in the history of our country, but in particular, bad things to me. But I've gotten used to it. Shannon Bream of Fox News weighs in on the announcement, saying that between Trump announcing a run for the White House, as well as Joe Biden announcing he would run as well, was possibly the reason Garland announced the appointment. It could have very broad tentacles. I mean, that's definitely the case. When you look at whether or not they consider charges of somebody obstructing the ability to hold a joint session of Congress, those would be things that would come up with the January 6th investigation. Um, But very interesting that what the attorney general said was this will be done quickly. Now, our definition of quickly and what the rest of the world thinks of as quickly when it comes to these kinds of investigations may be very different. But he noted a lot of work has already done. Uh, Jack Smith is going to pick up where that has been and add to it, continue the investigation from there. But he noted that we are in such a unique situation because not only do you have the former president announcing his candidacy, Mm -hmm. he said that really pushed this. And the fact that the current president has announced he intends to be a candidate, too. It sounds like that left him nowhere to go. But he felt in his judgment a special counsel. Jonathan Turley, professor at George Washington University Law School, joined Fox News and says the allegation of obstruction is what should concern Trump's team. Smith is a solid appointment. I don't think you're going to find many critics. He has an extensive legal background, uh, a great deal of experience across the board from public integrity to international cases. Uh, It is interesting, you know, the attorney general referred to obstruction a couple of times. Uh, That's really where the greatest concern probably will lie for the Trump team. I mean, he he's the scope of this is going to contain both the January 6th riot and the election, as well as Mar-a-Lago. As I said earlier, we still haven't seen a very strong basis for any criminal charges linked to the January 6th mm-hmm. riot. On Mar-a-Lago, the past cases, even the most egregious cases, like the case, have resulted in relatively light criminal charges. That is for possessing or removing classified evidence. That is not the case with obstruction. Turley points out that, in his opinion, the special counsel may really look at Mar-a-Lago. So when we're talking about obstruction, that is something that can come uh, and has historically come with significant penalties. So I I think that the scope of this investigation is going to be a serious concern, obviously. Anytime a special counsel is appointed, it concentrates the mind of every attorney involved. Uh, But I think most of us are really looking still at Mar-a-Lago as where those torpedoes in the water are probably most menacing. 
Turning to January 6th, Turley says that while he believes that President Trump's speech is protected, the special counsel may look at other matters outside of Donald Trump's speech. The January 6th committee really was a fight in the political arena, and it came with all of the questions as to the authority and jurisdiction and history of one party hammering another. Uh, This is a special counsel. Uh, He is entitled to pursue the evidence wherever it may lead, and that is going to complicate things in Congress. What we haven't seen in January 6th is something that really moved significantly the allegations of a crime linked to President uh, Trump. Mm -hmm. Uh, Much of the discussion was the speech that he gave that day. Uh, Some of us criticized that speech while it was being given. But I still believe that speech is constitutionally protected, and I don't believe a special counsel can base a charge on it. The question is whether they can find charges related to interfering with the election and the aftermath of the riot. Merrick Garland referred to both. He referred Mm -hmm. to the scope as including efforts uh, to subvert the election. That potentially includes states like Georgia, which have their own criminal investigation. And you could now have a dual investigation looking into some of those questions. This is the third time the DOJ will have appointed a special counsel to handle matters related to Donald Trump. The first was special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation of the 2016 Trump campaign's ties to Russia, which dominated the first half of his presidency and found that Russia did interfere with the election, but did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated in any way with the Russian government in these efforts despite multiple efforts from Russian-affiliated individuals to try and do so. The second was former Attorney General Bill Barr's appointed special counsel John Durham to investigate allegations of FBI impropriety in the Russia probe. Just before midnight on Saturday, a 22-year-old gunman opened fire in a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs, killing five and injuring 18 before being subdued and then arrested by police. The gunman, whom police have identified as Anderson Lee Aldrich, is in custody and is being treated for injuries. According to reports back in 2021, a man with the same name was arrested after his mother said he threatened her with a homemade bomb. Colorado Springs Police Chief Adrian Vasquez says the suspect entered the nightclub and immediately started shooting, but was quickly taken into custody with the help of some of those inside. The suspect has been identified as Anderson Lee Aldrich, a 22-year-old male. At least two firearms were found at the scene. We are still working to identify the firearms and who and who they belong to, but I can confirm that the suspect used a long rifle during the shooting. Vasquez says Club Q is what he termed a safe haven for the LGBTQ community. Every citizen has the right to feel safe and secure in our city, to go about our beautiful city without fear of being harmed or treated poorly. I'm so terribly saddened 
and heartbroken. Colorado Springs Police Lieutenant Pam Castro says they received the report of a shooting at Club Q just before midnight Saturday. It's with a heavy heart, I have to tell you, that we had a shooting at a local uh, club this evening. Uh, got initial phone call at about 11.57 in the evening that there was an active shooting at a local club known as Club Q. Castro says the shooting at Club Q killed five and wounded many others. We have 18 injured and five deceased. That number is subject to change as the investigation continues. Uh, We had numerous people transported to multiple local hospitals via ambulance and police cruisers. Castro went on to say they have detained a suspect who was injured. Numerous officers and medical immediately responded to the area and officers immediately made entry. They did locate one individual who believed to be the suspect inside. The Daybreak Insider podcast will continue to follow this developing story. Taking a look at the ongoing crisis at the southern border, last week a judge rescinded Title 42, an order that allows the U.S. to expel illegal immigrants as unlawful. In response, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said that an alternative plan is in the works. However, critics of Mayorkas are skeptical that he will be able to complete a plan in time, as there are new reports of another wave of migrants coming north to the U.S. border. With that in mind, even FBI Chief Christopher Wray fears the problem will only get worse. Brandon Judd of the National Border Patrol Council joined Fox News and said that the southern border is not secure. We've had more than a million people cross our border illegally and have been able to evade apprehension since President Biden has been in office. That's not a secure border. We have had more fentanyl cross our borders and and make it into our streets and kill our children and U.S. citizens than ever in the history of the United States. That's not a secure border. The cartels are generating a record profit. That is not a secure border. Every single thing that we're seeing on our border clearly points to that there is absolute chaos, that there is a crisis. But if this administration is not willing to define um, what is currently going on, they're never going to try to look for solutions. That is the problem that we face. This is absolute bad governance that we're seeing by this administration. Meanwhile, a few days after Texas Governor Greg Abbott invoked the invasion clause over the high number of migrant encounters, he is set to send armed personnel to the border. According to reports, the National Guard will soon deploy 10 tank-like vehicles along with 50 soldiers. These units will be placed at 10 positions along the U.S.-Mexico border. Ron Vitello, former U.S. Chief Border Patrol and ICE Director, joined News Nation and said that while he doesn't believe the additional troops will help much, it will bring attention to how bad things have gotten on the southern border. Well, it's another level of effort, if you will, right? Texas is overwhelmed by this activity in almost every part of their border. And they've got the Department of Public Safety engaged. Uh, they have the Texas Guard out already. And now this, um, this declaration and these additional troops with this equipment 
um, you know, puts more boots on the ground, puts more eyes and ears uh, in play. So is it really going to make a big difference? Not a lot, but it's it's another demonstration of where the governor is trying to call attention to this problem where the federal government has failed to have policies that, that protect that border uh, and to try to slow down this surge. Vitello says in order to curb the influx of illegal immigrants, incentives like catch and release need to change. Well, they have to arrange the incentives. There's many people that are in the pipeline coming to our border knowing that they might not be encountered at all by Border Patrol or law enforcement authorities. So they're going to get into the country and they're going to escape uh, federal authorities at the border. And then many of those who are arrested, right, the families and all of the children that come alone are being released into the country. That's a huge incentive for people from all over the world that are coming here now. So those incentives need to change. So the people who are amenable to deportation need to be held or what was previously done, this migrant protection protocols, allow everyone to have their due process if they want to see an immigration judge, if they want to claim asylum, but make them wait in Mexico or make them wait in a detention cell until they can have that hearing. Unless they change those incentives, uh, this problem is going to get worse. Vitello goes on to explain how the Biden administration has failed the southern border and the U.S. Border Patrol Agency. Not, not, by, not, not enacted by this group, right? This administration has failed to use the tools that were available uh, when they took over. They, they rescinded uh, the, the migrant protection protocols. They rescinded the asylum accords with the Northern Triangle. And we see what's the result of that. We have this surge. They've been working on this problem supposedly since April. You know, they, they're going to surge resources. They're going to do this and they're going to do that. Everything they've done is made it worse. Um, and so they have to continue to they have to try something else because what they're doing now is not helping us. And you talk about being overwhelmed. The Border Patrol has been overwhelmed for almost two years now. The systems that are in place, the facilities, the people, the processing, the workflow, it's been overwhelmed for quite some time. And everything they've done has made it worse. Since Joe Biden took office in 2021, over 5.5 million illegal immigrants have entered the U.S., which led to a record number of fentanyl overdoses and a record number of suspected terrorists crossing our border, endangering the nation's national security. A new bill in Congress wants to make sure your washing machine doesn't air your dirty laundry. Daybreak Insider's Tasha Stevens has more on this developing story. Republican Senator Ted Cruz of Texas is filing a consumer protection bill that will make sure you know if your smart devices are eavesdropping on your conversations. The bill orders the Federal Trade Commission to create reasonable disclosure guidelines for products that have audio or visual recording components like washing machines and dryers, dishwashers and refrigerators. Tasha Stevens reporting. Over the weekend, Twitter CEO Elon Musk reinstated the banned Twitter account of former U.S. President Donald Trump. That real Donald Trump is back on Twitter. Well, at least his account has been reinstated. It is unclear if the former president will use the account. He has said before he wants to focus on his new platform, Truth Social. Twitter's billionaire owner, Elon Musk, making the announcement tonight saying, quote, the people have spoken. Trump will be reinstated. That reference to Twitter poll, as you mentioned, Natasha, that Musk conducted on Friday with users voting by a slim majority that Trump should be reinstated. The poll that Musk posted included over 15 million votes with 51.8% in favor and 48.2% opposed. 
Twitter's old leadership banned the former president's account following January 6th and the rioting at the Capitol. As for Donald Trump, he has, for now, seemed to indicate he will remain on Truth Social, pointing to what he believes are many problems on Twitter. I, I don't see it because I don't see any reason for it. Uh, they have a lot of problems at Twitter. You see what's going on. It may make it. It may not make it. But I, the problems are incredible. Uh, the engagements are negative. And you have a lot of bots and you have a lot of fake accounts, which I think they should get on. But Truth Social has taken the place for a lot of people, and I don't see them going back onto Twitter. Leland Vittert of News Nation weighs in on the controversy and says that Elon and Donald Trump have earned the anger of the political class for the same reason. Trump and Elon committed the very same crime. They challenged the exclusive playgrounds of the permanent political class. Twitter is the exclusive zone of conversation for the permanent political class. Same with running for president. Both men threaten to expose that the emperor really has no clothes. Think about Trump. Trump ignored the rules that journalists and politicians used to keep everybody in line. You couldn't call people names. You couldn't be mean to John McCain. You couldn't talk about building a wall. You couldn't talk about grabbing women. All of the things the political ruling class said wouldn't work Trump did. Then he won. He destroyed their control of the political system. This isn't partisan. Republican political elite hate Trump maybe even more than the Democrats do. He threatens the Republican elite the most. Same thing with Musk. He ignores the rules journalists and politicians use to control the narratives they like. They talk about loving free speech for everything but the Hunter Biden laptop story. Vinnert argues that Elon Musk is simply trying to make Twitter the town square it says it is. Musk says that Twitter should be what Twitter says it is, emphasis says it is, the town square. Not just the town square for the ideas certain journalists approve of. Musk told workers, get in line or get out from the New York Times. Resignations royal Twitter as Elon Musk tries persuading some workers to stay. Mr. Musk, Twitter's new owner, had given employees a Thursday deadline to decide whether to leave or to build a breakthrough Twitter 2.0. How dare he speak like that? Allegedly hundreds quit. Vitter says that, in his opinion, if rumors of Twitter's eventual demise are true, perhaps it's not such a bad thing. The horror, though, of Twitter shutting down. Reporters, wannabe pundits, substack writers, activists, baristas, and trolls will have nothing to do this weekend. That might be called progress. Perhaps they will get a real job or produce something of value rather than just snipe at each other. That reality is terrifying, though, to America's permanent political class. And maybe, just maybe, anything that terrifies the permanent political class is a good thing. In recent days, worker exits have prompted some to question if the platform could face issues. While no major outages have been reported, Twitter has experienced a few glitches in recent days including with its feature that allows users to download their data from the site. Holiday celebrants in Hilo, Hawaii, might notice something different about the traditional Yule log cake from Short and Sweet Bakery this year. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House takes a look at how inflation is having an impact on the holiday. 
Maria Short typically makes her popular $35 cake with two logs combined to look like a branch. This year, thanks to soaring prices for eggs and butter and other costs, she's downsizing to one straight Yule log. Higher prices are hitting everyone this holiday, but food vendors are seeing some of the biggest increases. Some record snow gets dumped on parts of western New York. Some residents are digging out while others are bracing for even more snow. Daybreak Insider's Julie Walker has the shovel out in western New York. 80 inches of snow and counting, that's how much forecasters say has fallen in Orchard Park near Buffalo, 74 inches in Hamburg. There's been many other reports over, you know, 60 inches, so we're talking about five feet of snow. And National Weather Service meteorologist Jason Alamba says it's caused some damage. There's been a few building collapses um, in Erie County of western New York due to such heavy weight of the snow. Governor Kathy Hochul says roads are getting cleared and preparation led to minimal power outages. This has been an historic storm. Without a doubt, it is just, it's one for the record books. And as someone who's from Buffalo and has lived in upstate my entire life, uh, we've seen a lot of snow. I'm Julie Walker. And finally, on Sunday, Kyrie Irving returned to the Brooklyn Nets and apologized to anyone who felt threatened or hurt when he posted a link to a documentary with anti-Semitic material. Irving was suspended by the team on November 3rd, hours after he refused to say he had no anti-Semitic beliefs when meeting with reporters at the Brooklyn Nets practice facility. The Nets guard says he should have handled the situation differently. I feel like we all felt the impact and I don't stand for anything uh, close to hate speech or anti-Semitism or anything that is anti going against the human race. Irving says he's sorry and that he is not, he believes, anti-Semitic. I just want to offer my uh, deep apologies to all those who are impacted uh, over these last few weeks, um, specifically my, my Jewish relatives, my black relatives, um, you know, all races and cultures. Irving goes on to say that he is taking accountability for his actions. This is a big moment for me because I'm able to learn uh, throughout this process that the power of my voice is, is very strong. The influence that I have within my community is very strong, and I want to be responsible for that. Irving has missed eight games during the suspension. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.